This is Out West. A podcast from The Outline. About theories, about the TV show, Westworld. I'm Jeremy Gordon. I'm Paris Martineau. And I'm Casey Johnston. Let's get into some analysis. So. All right, guys. What an Well, I think maybe we should just start, begin from the beginning, which is when the episode when, um, Jeremy, did you bring your dollar for uh, Casey? <laughs> Oh, my well, wallet's I my I literally dad. slapped her as I saw it. I was like, oh, Jeremy. Was- well, here's the thing. I was uh, trying to get the dollar when I was at home, but then I forgot to. So I guess so, we'll have to see. For those just joining us, Jeremy bet me a dollar that um, that <laughs> there would not be two separate Asian worlds and that the tiger that was found washed up on the shore in uh, the, I, the like, first in episode, the trailer. Yeah, in the really. trailer. They that he his his theory was that the tiger was from Shogun World, but really, it, in in the in face of the bald fact that there are no tigers in Japan, as we established, uh, people have drawn photos of tigers fighting dragons in ancient Japan. Listen, listen. In my defense, thirty years of uh, watching mainstream entertainment has conditioned me to believe that uh, most shows put on by white-owned networks cannot tell the difference between. Uh, Asians whatsoever and just sort of flatten it all into one oriental explosion. So, well, you know uh, what? White I was wrong. Known but, network uh, made Colonial World, so but, I don't know, know if that's better or worse. For the yeah. record, I'm very happy to be wrong because it shows that uh, Hollywood is progressing and HBO has uh, wisened up a little bit, so I lost the bet, but I won <laughs> the, the war. war. But we all, well, we all, we all win. Yeah. You lose a dollar, but we all win. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so Raj World. Raj World, really thrilling um, reveal. And I actually didn't realize that there was a site, uh, like um, the Delos site has like little, a setup for each of the six so far revealed worlds. And Raj World is the sixth world. And we have mm-hmm. Shogun World also like uh, formally announced on the site. But then there are like parks three, four, and five that are just like blank, quote unquote, not available for um, you yeah. can't like make reservations. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think those ones are going to be? My guesses oh are my medieval world, Roman world, and future world. Oh man, I think future Ooh. world for sure. Uh, does that come from anything specific, or are you guys um, just? Uh, I'm pretty sure it comes from uh, in the source code of one of the stupid Delos websites. All right, never mind, Paris, They're listed there. Are you yeah. kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm, oh I'm not. Here's, Here's my new theory: is that there's going to be a world called Idiot World, but Which it's actually is just like me. But it's and, actually our world. Yeah. Uh, we're the hosts. <laughs> am I right? Wow, that's meta. It's the meta narrative, right I, there. Thank you. I mean, I find the the choice of Raj World so odd, but I don't know. I mean, I think I was saying this in Slack. I was like, I can't, I can't connect this. Like, I can connect to a fantasy of like being in wet in like the old west. I can't connect to a fantasy of being in like colonial era India. One of the th- the commentary threads that I enjoyed was I think on Reddit, but it was the idea that uh, the the worlds are arranged in order of difficulty uh, necessarily because you know the mm. one experience that we see in uh, Raj world or colonial world is that it seems like a breeze. You just chill out in this like awesome hotel and haunt some tigers and people serve you stuff. Uh, you know you get to cosplay as a sort of uh, racist imperialist <laughs> British. 
person, which, <laughs> uh, let's be honest, most rich it's people already are, as opposed to like Westworld, which is just this like sweaty, sawdust-filled murder hole, and then uh, Samurai World, which seems like terrifying so far. What if the true fantasy is just like raw, unbridled racism? That's like really the the selling point Damn. of Ra- Raj World. There's like not anything really else there except that you get to be like. You get to be racist and you get to kill animals. Yeah, you get to treat people of color like garbage and (laughs) just it's it's like ruining ruining nature, ruining the environment, ruining a local economy, like just really You get to ride elephants, I guess that's really being quite stunning. In the most advanced narrative you get to uh, put down an uprising (laughs) by the the natives, you know. (laughs) God. (laughs) <laughs> what a fantasy. My truly something that I dream of and that I am glad to see fulfilled. I'd want to pay forty thousand dollars a day to Oh my god. Yeah. Can I you mean, imagine? Be racist. Well um what else interesting? I mean so much happened. In Raj World specifically, we met that character Grace mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. inexplicably shot this dude who I guess they um that was supposed to mean that he was human and then he gets shot later by one of the hosts. I thought you mean the guy who like threatens her with the gun? She's like, Don't no, no, do no, it, the don't guy do who it. she sleeps with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 the yeah. She shoots that, him. That yeah, one yeah. part where she's like, oh yeah, we're making out, but what if you're a host? They mm. totally do that. Let me shoot you in the chest because that's very normal. <laughs> um, I definitely thought that by that point uh, he was gonna die because, but I guess they, you know, the uprising hadn't occurred yet, uh, so he survived the bullet. Mm-hmm. Because then later he dies. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Although I don't know my whole thing is what if he is still a host maybe i don't know well yeah i mean we don't i think that that would make sense because there's all these theories that i was reading on reddit i mean that grace is somehow the man in black's daughter which Mm -hmm. i know we'll get to later Mm -hmm. but um i think that that would be interesting because she seemed to be very aware of the fact that she seemed to be very aware of delos's bigger game Mm -hmm. she was like oh you look like one of them. This is something they do. I don't. She doesn't want to have sex with the host because mm-hmm. they're probably going to scalp her DNA or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. I think that another theory I saw that I was curious about was that it obviously wouldn't make sense because Grace is Grace and Emily is Emily. But someone was like, "What if that's Emily? Yeah, like, what if Grace is her Emily name? being the man and yeah, the man in black's daughter? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily okay. is the man in yeah, black's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting possibility. She's the right age. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if like hair color and all of that was there. I didn't check, but like, and I think it would also make sense just because. I mean, she seems to have written down in a little notebook of hers the same symbol that was on oh, the, Lord. the, you know, um, the Templar on, symbol. No, it was on oh. a, when Bernard unlocked Peter Abbott and Matthew's whatever, uh-huh. and he was like, "Oh my God!" The thing that popped up was the same symbol that Grace had written down in her notebook. Oh, um, mm-hmm. oh my God! So I don't know. I didn't even see the symbol. See again with this show, you like blink and you miss Were you like looking the at most your phone, important. Casey, I was answering your screen. your slacks, Jeremy, about how you're watching wrestling at the same time you were watching. I Westworld. was doing that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow. but, I, but I could concentrate because the thing is. Uh, so my rig at home is that I've got a, <laughs> it was I've got a, I was sitting on my coffee, sitting oh, on my okay. couch with my iPad 
uh, perched on the coffee table in front of me showing Westworld, concentrating on that, whereas on the TV uh, five feet behind the coffee table, uh, I was streaming last night's professional wrestling pay-per-view on mute on my television, uh, not really paying attention to that because it was just a waste of my time. But, uh, you know, Because you love Westworld it. so much. <laughs> I know. Because uh, Westworld was West Westworld was by far the superior entertainment. I mean, let's let's get something straight. You know, I make fun of this show for, uh, you know, being goofy, but uh, <laughs> professional wrestling is just a whole other world. They're just insulting your intelligence and wasting your time and going in endless, endless circles. So if anything, it's really conditioned me to enjoy this much more because by comparison, you know, Westworld just looks like genius. I don't know. Wasting your time and going in circles really actually sounds a lot like Westworld to me. But yeah, no, um, that's true. My... I guess I want to back up about this Grace situation. Do we know for sure that that is happening in, like, the quote-unquote, in, like, the 2052 timeline when, like, the newest, the latest No, we don't, and happening? that's the thing that I oh, think is God. interesting. Because you know how they were talking about, oh, there was some critical failure 30 years ago. Right, right, right. Maybe that's the critical failure. Well, we I thought don't the know. critical failure was the... Oh, I guess no, because that that, that happened before the park opened. When you're, referring to when Dolores shot everyone and shot Arnold, that was thirty-four years ago. There was a critical fa- failure thirty years ago, also. Yeah. Right? Okay. So something happens that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, so it's going to end up being like a different tiger. That if there's another, the if there's another timeline, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. I mean, well, prepare. I they mean, are they are strong. They are you know they're setting you up though to think that like because the tiger jumped at her at a water's edge and the tiger washed up later that it's the same timeline and you like know that they did that on purpose. Multiple and tigers. It's gonna turn out to not to not be the same timeline. This is some lost it's just, like, bullshit. Too honestly, much. <laughs> like we're gonna find out that uh, I don't know. I mean, I think someone's it was been living in the hatch this whole time. This what? is my this is my this is my theory about this episode is actually that I didn't think this as I was watching it, but now I'm convinced that the uh, Grace timeline is a different time. It's like the the timeline that she was attacked by a tiger in, and the timeline that a tiger washed up on the shore are not the same timeline. Like yeah. happened happened significant amount of time apart. No, I think that would be really interesting, and yeah, there's nothing we have that would lead why. us to believe that it, they are the this same show timeline. Does anything I mean, it does, just but... I feel like it's almost at the point where if there is something that seems pretty clear upon a first watch, oh, these are the same timeline, then it's definitely not. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the the rule of Westworld yeah. bound that we're living in. Yeah, I mean, it's also kind of cool. We got to see the boundaries behind the park, between the parks. Like okay. They're all on one giant island, you, so it this seems is ridiculous. That they're like all just chilling, next physically to each other. reachable within each other. Seems I mean, that insane. would make sense because you have to, I guess, because um, as we've the established, the mesa is below it. And as we've established, that they're all on uh, an island and not space. Not mm-hmm. space. And Since not Josh is here, we can all agree. I know. Thank God, Josh completely <laughs> that it's not space at all. <laughs> to ruin this with the discussion of the moon. Um, yeah. I, but I find it insane that they're not like separate silos that you could just like literally swim from one to the other. Seems crazy to me. Well, I mean, I think it would make sense because in a normal situation, which the hosts weren't, you know, fucking everything up, mm-hmm. like they would probably be able to tell if you crossed that laser border mm-hmm. and went somewhere else that you weren't so supposed to. At the very end of the episode, when it's like, is it? It's snowing, right? And yeah. they find the head in the pile of snow, and the guy comes out swinging his sword. They've crossed over into Shogun World. 
That's okay. So that's that question I have because at the time I was like, oh god, you know, Lee Sizemore just got confused right. and now they're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's similar to the tiger and the fact that right every park is bleeding together. Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, it could be snowing somewhere in Westworld. That was stressful like, though. It was. It was really stressful, but also incredibly no, cool. Oh, it's so cool. We're definitely in Shogun World by this point. Really, because, you think uh, they are? Yeah, because uh, I say this glibly, but not even really. Like falling, like falling snow is like a motif in like many uh, reference samurai movies. Like mm. uh, Lady, was it Lady Snowblood or something? Yeah, a Lady Snowblood, or like even Kill Bill, which references Lady Snowblood, and like mm. it's a very, uh, it's an idiosyncratic motif. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Look at Jeremy bringing yeah. the culture to this discussion. Mm-hmm. Like the culture editor, he is <laughs> wow. really good. Crazy. See, this is the expertise that I have about Asian cultures, which is why I thought that uh, they were gonna <laughs> just say like, "You're all the same," you know. <laughs> tiger here, tiger there. God, um, no, so much happened in this episode, though. Um, There's the whole multiple Charlotte and Bernard plots and things we saw, oh, as well as everything with Abernathy. That was and so confusing. Yeah, so I was trying to reorder all the stuff that we've seen so Mm -hmm. far and it's very difficult so like i can't i don't understand what where they are when charlotte is like wearing her like bernard-esque clothes she's yeah they're also so like so i mean the first i think charlotte and bernard scene we see is the one where bernard and i guess all the security team or whatever walk up to that like railroad track mm-hmm. and then like you said charlotte is wearing the um vest mm-hmm. which is the only real way we have to tell the time i mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. um and she the, the people are asking uh, like oh have you found it yet and she's like no have you i've checked all the mesa it's still on fire and um are they like, talking about and, just Abernathy? well i know we don't know oh, I guess but then she know. turns to bernard it's a different cut so we don't know if it's the same timeline or not she's mm-hmm. like what about you bernard do you have any idea where Peter Abernathy might have gone? He seems to keep slipping away from us. And then he, like, flashes to some other time period. Yep. This is some, like, uh, memento shit. Please continue. After rewatching season one and uh, watching last night, I think it's so funny how kind of, like, you know, it's this really well-done show, but then the way that they depict, like, the sh- uh, a character experiencing these perception shifts, like, doesn't get any more deeper than just, like, glitchy, like, you know, very, <laughs> yeah, they like, love it's like a, it's like a 90s corn video or something where somebody's just like his <laughs> <laughs> head starts shaking he starts seeing different things like they do the same oh thing with God. Dolores a bunch in season one and you're just like oh Jesus I mean, oh I yeah know. when she's like flashing between yeah like, right, right. When she, Here's gets what she thinks she, um, she's like I got shot no I'm not shot like yeah just hear like you know static new metal riffage yeah um sidebar yeah. Dolores getting shot and just like continuing to walk like the Terminator completely fucking oh cold. that was so <laughs> badass <laughs> That was really badass. <laughs> me when people are tweeting mean things at me, and I'm just and I just like, keep I just keep blogging. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's that's good, incredibly good. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. the whole Ghost Nation thing I also found oh. very confusing. That like, well, I guess like they don't, they just don't take commands from anybody. Yeah, because or from e- hosts. I mean, from, from anybody because even before the whole, uh, I don't know, Journey into Night, Ford's Uprising thing started. Mm-hmm. There was the scene with Stubbs where they wouldn't take commands from him, mm. and then Stubbs disappeared. I also found this confusing because weren't weren't there at least some Ghost Nation people who came out of the woods and were shooting the investors? Right? I don't think so. Really? Okay. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure though. I thought 100%. they were mad about that, but maybe I'm wrong. But it's also kind of interesting because um, 
I don't know, Dolores killed one of the Ghost Nation people. That's one of the scenes we see in the mm-hmm. first episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I feel like we haven't gotten much of an explanation about that. I mean, they were really, like, they made, like, a really big, like, even I, a detail misser, could not miss the thing where the Ghost Nation people were not listening to anyone. And it's just, like, it doesn't fit into anything. And I just have no idea what to do with this information. I loved the uh, just elevator that's in the middle of Westworld that they could just take down into. Yeah, the ba- I love the, the I love the, the random elevators that are just conveniently everywhere. Although that I they guess need to be. that answers though too, where the sort of like facility, so to speak, is in relation to it's underneath the park, it. which is that it's underground, which would make sense as to why they'll have to be in the same island, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Although the question that we've still not gotten any closer to answer, which is ultimately probably not an important question, but I think about it a lot, is what are all of those empty, like abandoned floors down there that we saw in the first season? Why are they all with their flickering, creepy lights? Why have they not been cleaned? I mean, like, wouldn't you make more floors than you would need if you were, like, digging into the Yeah, but I mean, would you just leave them in half disrepair with a bunch of weird flicker lights? Like a spooky, creepy hospital? when When you have a lot of storage, you do just sort of, like... I don't know that one. Leave it like, uh, I mean, like, it reminds me of my brother who makes fun of me a lot for living in New York and having a small apartment. For a long time, had this giant house that had like four bedrooms, and there was one bedroom that just like had nothing in it. It had like a dresser. (laughs) I would come over, and there would be a dresser in one corner with like some clothing, like, trailing out of it like someone got dressed in there and then it just left <laughs> just, everything on the floor and it was and then it was just like this big empty room so like if if everyone thinks like my brother thinks they just don't then, think very much about the space they don't mm-hmm. need in their big suburban house so <laughs> below westworld shannon yeah. world yeah all of the above yeah um yeah okay peter abernathy i feel like is what we got to talk oh, about mm-hmm. hmm. wow I mean, it connects a lot all going of the... on there i think that i mean does this does what happened in this episode remove the possibility that they put um, James Daddy Delos into into him? Do you think? I mean, my weird theory with Daddy Delos and Peter Abernathy was that I don't know, perhaps like the body they made for Peter Abernathy or whatever was originally supposed to like be Daddy Delos, okay, like his like his uh, I don't know host human body, but it didn't work out because he was maybe the first person. And like you, we saw in the previous episode, they were talking. Like he was kind of dying or coughing or whatever before it was really ready, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So maybe they tried to do it and it didn't work. So like, okay, we've got this host shell. Let's just talk us it back in the park. It feels wipe it. No one will see it. But now their memories are coming back. I it feels know. weird to me that Dolores is still like my father when it's mm-hmm. like, doesn't she have like. Like galaxy brain awareness of yeah, that. Yeah, like, she has no cosmic has any brain. Really? She's been outside like, the park. Yeah, so like, I'm not sure why she's still like, my father. I must save him. Yeah, that was a really weird scene where it. they were both back in their Sweetwater voices mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talking to I'm each talking other. To each other and they're like scripted lines. It was kind of cute. Actually, it was adorable, <laughs> but it was also kind of terrifying. <laughs> um, One of the things that I was thinking about throughout the episode was how many characters 
in the Dolores timeline, or how many hosts rather are aware that they're hosts and that they're uh, mm-hmm. trying to rebel against the narrative? Because it seems like most of the Confederates who they conscript in this fort into mm-hmm. being on their side are just acting like their roles out, and they the you know the soldiers have been introduced to just some like weird foreign threat, but not explicitly like oh by the way you're all robots and like you know uh, help us fight these like future humans who want to take us down. Um, mm-hmm. Because right. you know, we know at least that like the the guy who they have they want Teddy to kill at the end of the episode, like he knows that he's a robot and that's been revived from death. But just like throughout the show right now, how many people do? How many hosts do we see that that know that they're hosts, and how many are just hanging out? Yeah, I, I think you're right that like the army does not have the sort of like self awareness that they are robots, and she's is still like speaking to them as if it's like a narrative that they're carrying out and like they will just sort of accept the although that's a whole thing too is that like theoretically they shouldn't just accept things that are in their world that don't belong like the the like freaking futuristic like carbine gun that they that she's yeah, like here this is what they're cars. gonna shoot you with that like that they are just like oh okay that cool doesn't you know? look like anything to me seems like that should trip at least one of them out but not, they're all just like no okay well we'll, we'll deal with that when when it when comes. we get to it. Um, with Abernathy. There's just a lot going on there. I mean, we found out that, like, Bernard hacked into him in some way and saw that he was alternating between his two past roles and then the right. shitty one that Sizemore made him called The Passenger, <laughs> where his literally only thing is, I need to get in a train. Yes. And that's it. Oh, my God. Um, so good. But yeah, he's just freaking out for a bit, and uh, Bernard's trying to like decrypt this giant file, and then he eventually does. And th- my question is like, what is on this file, and what happened with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we don't. No one's like given any indication, right? We just know it's like the quote unquote insurance policy, right? Yeah, but I think it's really interesting because I guess after all this hail and everybody, or at least they have Peter Abernathy for some period of time. Because he gets in the car with them and they drive away. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when Bernard unlocked that giant file, it flashed something that said one-time use code. Right. And before he even clicked it, like, it showed him on the screen. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so I don't know what he's freaking out about. <laughs> but um, I assume maybe, like, if he clicked it, then it's a one-time use code and can't be... I don't know, something happens, and perhaps yeah. that's why everybody's hounding Bernard and perhaps sending him through this loop again and again. I think Because we... he did something to it. Right. So the best thing about Out West is hearing your theories about the show. Remember, you can send your theories as a voice memo to outwest at theoutline.com or use the Anchor app and send us a voice message there. This season, we're hearing all of our theories for the first time on the air, and they're chosen by our producers, James and Winton. Uh, let's jump into our first theory from listener Avery. My name is Avery. I'm from Elgin, Illinois, and this theory is called Messiah in Black. We know that William made the decision to record guests' activities in the park, presumably to blackmail them, or worse. We're led to believe that the Man in Black regrets this decision and wants to undo it. The Man in Black is also playing Robert Ford's new game. I think the Man in Black became a host sometime after the gala and that the solution to Ford's new game is death. El Alazo's monologue about elephants is a perfect allegory for this situation. He was constrained by mortality for his entire life, but even though his host body can now be resurrected, he'll never know it because he would never allow himself to die. 
My theory is that the man in black will soon find himself in a situation where he must die in order to erase the sins of the guests. After he dies, his host body will be resurrected, much like Jesus Christ did in the New Testament. This ties in nicely with the other major biblical story this season, that Dolores and Teddy are horsemen of the apocalypse from the book of Revelation, ushering in a reckoning against the guests of the park. Damn, that's... That's intense. Wow, extremely uh, religious allegory there. I kind of, I sort of like the idea of the men in black getting switched to a host. Although, like, do we mean he got switched to, like, just a host version of himself? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Which I mean, be like sure, a pretty, maybe, like, you know. big feat to pull off. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a big feat to pull off without him knowing anything about it right or i really like the idea that death is the answer to ford's game though for the man in black right because i mean that fits i actually in. kind of like the idea that you could like become a host but like not know it in your consciousness like your consciousness just gets transferred to like a robot body and you still think you're the same but you're actually a robot yeah i'm into that that's bernard right yeah basically right mm-hmm. basically yeah. I mean, he just has Because he's no... been reset so many times. Because, uh, right, in the first season, they established that. He keeps on discovering that he's a host. Mm-hmm. And then Ford keeps on, like, resetting it. Mm. But he still he's... thinks he's, like, conscious. Yeah. And then now, but now is the first time that he realizes that he's, like, just a host. Mm-hmm. Or that it's stuck with him. I mean, the whole thing about him having to, like, die, I don't think I really understand in this theory. Mm. I mean, I'd be just kind of... I don't get the whole resurrection part of this, but mm-hmm. I think that it would, I think it makes sense that perhaps the end to whatever Ford's game is for the man in black is death because he's always been like, dang, death is the one thing that I'm missing from this game. Mm-hmm. We can't die. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to die. So, I mean, <laughs> if he's, if he, that's what he really Yeah, wants. if he's a host, then like, yeah, he can, he can die in the host sense of, yeah. you know. So that's not, maybe he'll finally get what he wants. Um, I think it also just makes sense that he's a host. Whether I, think, I do, th- I do sort of think I'm, I'm like increasingly subscribing to the theory that he is that he has been a host, like pre gala has been a host for a long time. Yeah, and I feel like it's perhaps of his own doing, not Ford's, and then now he regrets it. Mm-hmm. Is my mm-hmm. my part of it? What do you think, Grumbler? <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I just feel like it would be such a cop out to find out that the man in black was a host. Really? Like, like I think we talked about this earlier, but just sort of mm-hmm. like the way that fiction works that if you you can't keep on sort of spinning the same surprise as like a surprise, you know, like we already had such the big giant reveal uh, in the first season that Bernard was a host and then like surprise, this other main character is also a host, you know, like it sort of loses its power. Uh, that's just my opinion, but I do think it makes sense. In I the think that's. I think you're. What we've seen. You're right. I would just be annoyed by it. I'd just be like, ugh. But whether these people are above it, I actually don't. No, I that's agree. That's what I don't know. I agree. I feel like the, the difference cheap, that they're going to think about is like, oh, well, he chose to be a host or something, or it was his own decision. Yeah. So it's different, but yeah. it's kind of not the same surprise. Uh, yeah, that would, I guess that would be like they would probably find yeah, that to because be like I mean, an acceptable twist if he was like, I'm dying, but I want to live forever, so I'll become a host, and then the host part of himself doesn't remember that and that will be like an unlocked memory or something yeah i sort of subscribe to that all right shall we to the next theory thank you avery for that thanks avery uh this other theory our last theory today is from our listener keith 
Hey there, this is Keith from Edmonton, Alberta, and I have to reluctantly provide some evidence for Josh's uh, <laughs> it's alien Keith, technology oh theory. Don't do this to us, Keith. <laughs> I mean, that'd be really dumb if that's the case. <laughs> it would be. Agreed. But it has been a thing since, well, at a point in the, early in the first season, Bernard goes down into the, uh, the decommissioned old parts of the park, uh, park control area, and he goes to an old computer. And I remember being like, that's very strange. So apparently the park was initially creating robots and controlling them back when uh, you used VGA cables plugged into old Dell monitors that are thicker Ooh. than my 2006 <laughs> iMac. That's mm-hmm. good, good point. So, uh, yeah, the timeline, kind of suspicious. Anyways, though, uh, yeah, that's that's it. And so I have to reluctantly support that theory, I guess, uh, that it's aliens. Uh, all right, I have a big question, which is, what is the alien technology theory? I did not listen to last week's episode. I'm sorry. Oh, I was very busy. Jeremy. For the reader at home, the reason I was out last week is because I was moving apartments and going through my own personal hell through the entire day, uh, and then the couple days after that, and then I just forgot. I'm sorry. So, I mean, there's not a lot to the alien technology <laughs> There really isn't uh, a lot. Theory. Let's, it's let's just preface that it by saying that. It's basically, I think you could sum it up as, what if aliens? Mm. It's like, what if the Oh, hosts... yeah, you know, the whole ancient aliens, the entire plot uh, yeah. of that TV show, it's that, but add in Westworld and Josh's enthusiasm. I mean, and that's his, whole, his whole supporting evidence for this argument is that, like, at the time when Westworld is getting started, it's, like, supposed to be about 2017. Mm-hmm. And they have basically all of the same technology that we do in our 2017, except that they also happen to have these, like, wildly advanced AI, uh, okay. like, bodies and, like, uh, like minds. <laughs> and so Josh thinks the answer is aliens. He thinks that aliens brought this technology here to what purpose? Who can really say? That's one of those things where I'm just like, if they do that, I will be, I'll be out. I'm checking out. I think, I think pointing out the old computer is interesting, but I'm not sure how that ties into it being an alien. Like the, like if it's alien technology, it would be a very futuristic computer we've never seen before. Not just no. I mean, I think that the uh, maybe the argument that he's making is that. Okay, yeah, when they were first, I guess, some the lower levels that are now abandoned are the old uh-huh. ones. Um, if they were using shitty Dell like computers mm-hmm. and VGA cables back in the day, then they wouldn't have had they wouldn't have been able to make these hosts. They probably had something else mm-hmm. gifted them by the aliens mm-hmm. that allowed them to make the host I outside. See. That's literally like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. It's, it definitely that's is. That's literally the plot <laughs> to the yeah, village. I don't um... know if you guys recall. Like it's just going to be Dolores standing on a interstate uh, yeah, as we see, a, we see a, you know, a billboard for Trump or something for a re-election <laughs> campaign. And just like, damn, it was here mm. all along. Wow. I don't like it, but I'll give you that the we old computers are weird. Yeah. Old computers. You never know uh, why they're there, to what purpose. Remember the old computer in The Lost? Mm-hmm. With the uh, what was the button? Oh yeah, not escape. Huh. But it was like was don't press where someone had to press it. They had to keep pressing it. Yeah, remember? Oh yeah. Did you watch? You watched Lost, right? I've seen like half of Lost, and then I okay. This was in the second Googled season it, where like the computer like, would, like start going off, 
like at at periods, and someone had to push that button, but it turned out to be like I think just remember you had to input the code for eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Oh my god! And then because when they don't input the code, there's like a magnetic incident or something, right? Oh, then I feel like it did turn out to be real. They were like, oh, this must be fake. It's just like an experiment by these people yeah, that's like to see real. if people will keep doing it. And then they stopped and it was like. Okay. We have also a document provided by Keith. Which uh, we're supposed to not click on until oh, after we're done but listening. We, oh, but but it's very, it's very, it's a time. No, we can click on it now. No, I know. We can okay. click on it now. Oh, I see. It's a really West, good PowerPoint. Westworld founded in the past. The old tech from the original system wouldn't look old today. Okay, we have a five slide. The first slide, uh, it's a photo of Bernard typing on what looks like a shitty keyboard from the mid-2000s. And the second slide is a photo of a thick, well, not really that thick monitor. It's a bit of know. a thick monitor. I mean, uh, thick I mean, for I'm cre- you're creating consciousness I guess if technology. we assume that in the future. That monitor then, is not that thick. In the, yeah, it's not that thick. It's uh, at least one. Okay, also a 2000, uh, uh, and then a VGA cable. My monitor is that thick. It's just a shit. This is a beautiful, monitor. this is a very well done PowerPoint, Keith. Yeah, Wait, I, think say, I, only see, I don't know if it accentuates your point, but it's that nice. he recognizes a VGA cable and from this like blurry shot. Well, you have to be a, you have to be a certain level of intelligent in order to pick up everything in Westworld. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I speaking fully... of uh, people picking up random stuff in Westworld. Mm. Let's uh, go to Reddit. So now we're going to dive into the r slash Westworld Reddit. And check out some of our favorite theories from there. One of the one of the richer resources in the world. Um, so, our first theory is: I think I'm really into this. Actually, I'm so uh, into this theory. Wait, we have. I'm just gonna click through. Oh, so there's nothing. Oh, he like he removed his comment, but the like subject. Posting was did Bernard download Peter Abernathy into himself? Dang, I wish I remembered what this is from user Alex M. Leo. I, I think mean, I posted this in the in the Slack for this. Yeah, I think I sa- I night. saw this and I saved it and I was like, oh, what if he did? I don't see why not. I don't see why he couldn't have. Yeah, no, I think that that like makes so much sense because. I mean, one of the first times well, we I see, I'm, I mean, Bernard isn't doing the whole freaking out, head leaking, shaking thing incredibly hard until after Abernathy is taken. And there's kind of a time gap in between um, when he, I guess, fa- like unlocks the encrypted file mm-hmm. and when he has to, I guess, unhook the tablet from yeah. Abernathy. So what if he transferred all of that information to himself? I feel like we would have had to see him also plugged into Abernathy. Like his his whatever like tap like in interesting mm. that the the place you tap into Abernathy is like also where you would shoot up. I mean, I guess yeah, you'd shoot I guess up that's where a places, Logan right in the was crook doing of the that elbow. Thing. That's interesting, yeah, because that's where Logan was putting his mystery drugs. An important, an important area. Yeah, um, the elbow. It's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this. I feel like we would have had to see the two of them connected by a USB or VGA or whatever cable they're using there in order for that to be true. Because like, if just an iPad could hold it, like that's the only thing that we ever saw connected to Abernathy. So if that could hold it, there would be no reason to use Abernathy. In the first place, I don't think. We also have no idea what kind of, like, future memory sizes can really hold, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I only assume they put it in something as, like, big and obvious as a host because that's, like, their brains are, like, that 
just big enough, basically, that it can only hold this like sort of skeleton personality plus whatever this quote unquote insurance policy is. So just from mm-hmm. talking about like size, apparent size limitations, oh, yeah. it seems like it couldn't fit Bernard's entire personality and also whatever this insurance policy is. Well, I mean, it's able to fit both of Abernathy's old personalities and his shitty personality. Oh, and really? all the, I mean, that's mm. you can see like he keeps going between um, but that's Abernathy, not just like the a- rant. Cheers, father, the um, whatever religious quoting professor dude, and then the pastor. That's not just the, um, what do they call it, reveries of his, like, previous existences. I feel like his full other personalities are not on there because they're just sort of coming out in, like, drips and drabs of, like, little lines, you know, and he's otherwise very fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I, we're not sure, honestly. Like, all of the ty- all of the name, different names flash in the tablet at one point during mm-hmm. the scene, but I guess... They haven't explicitly said that his other pa- personalities are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't rule out okay. the whole that Bernard has all of the data. because, Or else why would Charlotte and all these other people in the future be asking Bernard for all this information? You know, like right. They're looking for something. They're looking for Abernathy. I say no to this from like a logistical standpoint, but often this this show defies logic, so it's possible. Yeah. Jeremy's nodding. Okay. Ghost Nation theory from uh, the user Juicehead3311. He writes, after tonight's episode, I got, I got this vibe that the Ghost Nation are saving humans. Maybe it is a narrative or something else entirely, but the revelation that Stubbs is alive in season two, episode one, Stubbs being, is that the Lesser Hemsworth? Yeah. Okay, Stubbs, Lesser Hemsworth, alive in season two, episode one, despite being captured, and then tonight, how they only wanted Lee at the river. Mm-hmm. The way they pick up that girl from India world seems like it would be very relevant later on, although it didn't really indicate much just yet, the the girl from India world being Grace and Raj world. It definitely seems like there is more going on with them, and I think the whole very bad guys actually being good guys cliche might be it. Perhaps Elsie is playing a role, too. I believe it. I'm so into this theory. Um, I think it's probably correct. I think Elsie being involved is, like, really, yeah. really good. And then we also, because throughout the show, uh, or specifically in this episode, we have the flatback with Maeve remembering how the Ghost Nation people fucked her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's a nice little uh, dashing of expectations. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the idea of Elsie being, like, a shadow lead hacker behind the scenes right now, and she's, like programming the ghost nation people like better than whatever Maeve can do to them and she's like fighting her own fight from that side yeah to go pick up all the like, humans that's really so good. good that's really good so I think that would make sense to why we haven't seen Elsie yet yeah mm-hmm. yeah she's hiding mm-hmm. somewhere with she's a computer not dead her 2000 era Dell mm-hmm. and just like coding up a storm mm-hmm. programming for the ages you know, it would be a really great uh, plot line if uh, one of the characters was using a MacBook Pro, but then we see <laughs> via uh, camera angle that a piece of dust slips <laughs> underneath the, the spacebar, and all of a sudden, Elsie can't program it oh my properly, God. Oh and my so God. she dies. And, um, oh my God, do you know what I would do if that became a plot point? You would like, I think you'd flip yeah, your yeah, desk and lose like, it. You'd at least get a thousand more signatures on your, on your... Oh my God, true. It's not mine. It is not my petition. Someone else did that and sent it to me, and I signed it but i like i yeah it was created by jc johnston jc johnston <laughs> my no relation um okay i love this theory i think it's great good job um good job juice head 
Great job, Juice. Um, our last theory from Reddit, or I don't know if you guys have others that you saw, but um, the last one here is quote unquote Grace. Oh, we already talked about this. Quote unquote Grace from the beginning of the episode is Man and Black's daughter. Also, her notebook has a similar symbol to the Delos control tablet, be- that being like the sort of two interlocking like uh, hexagons. Yeah, I basically. Guess. They're two interlocking, very strange symbols mm-hmm. that appear on both of them. I like this, even though, despite the bald evidence of Grace being, like, a different name, names, what do names mean, you know? Yeah. What if Grace is the host? It's his daughter, but also, like, a host. And Grace that'd is, be, like, her That'd be intense. Her what host if everyone's name. a host? And then she deflects her hostness mm-hmm. by shooting the other guy, by, by saying to the other guy, oh, I don't know, maybe you're a host. What if Delos is Ooh. the host and all the hosts are humans? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You laugh now, but I think am about laughing, it. What but if it's also, like, that's where we're heading. What if it's a show about how the hosts are keeping in the other host? No, what if, it, what if, what if everybody's a host, but it's about like you know host hierarchies and there's like ca- caste system yeah there's yeah. like a, there's like a caste system for the host because like think about it imagine you're some like future host and you've got some like sick assault rifle and then these like <laughs> hicks from the civil war trying to like, get outside and take up your space and you're like Ugh, no look at these like mongrels with their bad beards and their smelly rags and all this shit <laughs> you know we've done we've done our jobs we've gotten out here why do they why should they have what do we have I hope Lisa Joy and John Nolan are listening to this. Yeah, um, pay attention, guys. I actually have one more theory that I found that I was like browsing through mine, and I think I had a lot, a lot of overlap between what we collectively found and what I found. But this is one that I sort of like uh, from Brandy Lee. Tinfoil hat theory about Delos DNA and data storage. Uh, she or he says this is absolute tinfoil crackpot stuff but fun to think about what if Delos is using DNA for the already decided reason that being world leader sleep host replacing said leader that's like barely English but basically that like they're they're taking the DNA from world leaders and then replacing them with hosts but also Delos is creating actual unique human heirs oh I saw to this one. corporate and political power by using the DNA to make embryos which can gestate in human women, hosts, or some sci-fi womb-omatic, which would bring us back to the, the quote-unquote cradle. Um, not sure if, they'd be, if they would be used to threaten or blackmail or actually inherit power or both. And someone, the first sort of comment on there, uh, Duh Doctor 215, that would certainly link back to the new opening title sequence with the mom and baby, but would this be part of the quote-unquote weapon? I think the weapon's a separate thing, but I like this. Josh is obsessed, RIP Josh, with the um, mom and baby um, host models in the credits. Obvious, an obvious like nod to something that's going to happen. Yeah, it's something um, that's important. But I don't know. Like that's. I remember reading this last night, and for like a couple months, I was like, "Damn, that's great." But then I was thinking, I was like, "What? What will these host human hairs do? Like heirs do? Are they going to somehow put them back with their old family and let them grow up?" Like how does it make – I mean, if you just have something that has the same DNA as a world leader or a really important person, they're not just automatically going to be like, oh, well, <laughs> sorry, you get the nation, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, it, in a way it feels like very overthinking to be like, oh, they're taking their DNA and making like robots when they could take their DNA and make like people. 
I lost track of this theory entirely about <laughs> two senses in. So uh, for the the listener at home, I actually just started leaning back against the walls of the studio and uh, nodding off gently. They it's have actually, like, it's, quite it's, warm in, it's quite warm in here. It's yeah. warm in here and we have the, the egg carton like sound insulation, which is very, I'm sure, soft. Jeremy could tell you. Um, but if mm-hmm. I can, if I can bring the Jeremy's of the world onto the same page, the theory is that like they're harvesting their DNA and using their DNA to make like humans rather than more robots. Like say if you just like in our, in our like modern day, we could do this. You could take somebody's DNA and like smash it together with some stem cells and make like basically a clone of that person. Mm, yeah. Or it could be a clone of that person with a host brain. Cause you know, the host, the yeah. posts are made out of people. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So I don't know that Who's this like say? this makes sense in their like in their like uh, in the actual like universe of Westworld. But it's an interesting thing to think about that they could like also just like make people. What do you think is going to happen in next week's episode? I think we're going to see Shogun World. <laughs> I thought we already um, saw Shogun World. I, you said. I think we're going to see a little bit more of Shogun World, hmm. and I do think we're going to get back. So I don't, I don't remember how much this was the case during season one, but it seems because like there's so much going on, like we have are going multiple. We're, basically, they're not fitting every storyline into the same uh, episode. Uh, you know, like we're only seeing. I guess. Yeah, we didn't really see Men in Man in Black at all. We didn't this see Men in Black at yeah, all. I feel like we're definitely going to see Men in Black. Whereas the last week we didn't see Maeve whatsoever, mm. uh, and the first week we saw everyone. But yeah, so those are the, the four main storylines right now. Are like Dolores, uh, like Dolores in the present, like shooting shit up uh, and going on the, you know, going on the rampage. Oh, we also didn't see. Uh, no, no, we did see Bernard in the past. Yeah, so Bernard in the past. Bernard in the present, Man in Black in the present, or what we believe to be the present, you know, uh, and then Maeve in the present, and then now. <laughs> so that's like five storylines that are going concurrently, which we saw uh, four of this week. And then now we have the new Raj Worlds lady mm-hmm. and the Indian. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot going on. It's hard to say at this point still, like, what's a storyline and what's just like a little vignette that's supposed right, to like, like indicate uh, something. Uh, yeah. They're all kind of mixed together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like next week, yeah, we're going to see more of Men in Black. I feel like we're going to, I don't know. Yeah. Probably get somewhat the opposite of whatever we saw this week. I feel like the episodes so far have been kind of alternating in the sense that you'll have one, like we had the one that was very conceptual and then one that was right. significantly more, I don't know. Yeah. I was saying this before we started yeah. recording, but they were like, why, like this previous, the episode before this one was so loaded with vague and like broadly interpretable dialogue. And it was just mm-hmm. like people saying like these really loaded statements to each other. And then this episode was just like all action and people fighting. So it was, it's like, we need to find a more of a happy medium here. Uh, the the fighting wasn't even that good, in my opinion. It was just like happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't think, it's I was like, like the fighting when the fighting and, like, was Game happening, I was like, okay, like, yeah, good. let's skip on through this. People yeah. are shooting. I get it. Yeah. Cool. But um, I think it's Jeremy. I think Jeremy has said it's his favorite part, though, when when they do the, the shoot em ups. Sorry, say that again. You well, like the fighting. Shooting you like the shooting, the fighting parts? Oh, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, I thought the tactics of the Dallas people were poorly formed. 
like, oh, we're the most advanced, we're advanced, or maybe it was like uh, stupidity by arrogance, but it seems like arrogance at this point would be very dumb considering how serious everything has been shown, that like we're the most advanced military and we're going to do a head-on attack, you know, we're not going to use like any ordinance, we're just going to all charge you and like kind of hope it works for the best. Well, I mean, That's they stupid. were coming up with machine guns and so it's arrogance, but yeah, then, like, yeah. it leads to their like downfall because like the yeah. big explosion. Did either uh, of you guys watch the next week preview i did but i don't remember any of it it was basically all just focused on the man in black but i found it interesting because once again there was just a bunch of water everywhere like (laughs) somebody was drinking a shot of water man in black was giving somebody else like a shot of water there was rain then like the last five seconds were just blackness with the Hmm. rain sounds Hmm. i don't know i feel like water is a big thing here guys Uh, the last note i wanted to add was that um that CGI tiger looked like shit. Are you kidding oh, me? Yeah, it did. Oh my it god, it looks shitty. so bad. Like millions of dollars going in the show, and just looks like some you know like Windows ninety five like. <laughs> they gotta get those dragon people from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. what's the deal? They're hogging all or the good people. Or get a real tiger. Like yeah, tigers yeah, are not get a real tiger. Come yeah. on, guys. Tigers are out. Th- I mean, I guess maybe they're like all endangered at this point, and like you can't yeah. risk a tiger on a dumb HBO show, but. Yeah, remember that HBO show with the horses where they just kept on killing horses and they yes. had to cancel the show? Yes. Oh Wait, my god. What? What a time. There I was a it was show called. a few years ago. It was like some Dustin Hoffman. I think it was called they kept Luck. Killing horses? Oh, yeah, it was yeah, like about it was horse, like the horse racing. racing but Damn. then like they, they sort of like covered it up too, I think. Like they made the show and then as the show as the episodes were like being released, it started to get reported that the horses yeah. were dying. Uh, and I guess that they made the executive decision yeah, that no was budget. worth the death of a horse, which, you know, uh, I don't want to get in trouble. So I'll say I understand. Uh, wow. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. We saw Felix, Sylvester. They're alive. There was that grenade thing. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. shit this episode. Um, my prediction is that Armistice will kill more people and we'll see more of her. That's a great prediction. Fan fave. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Out West. Please remember you can send us your theories to outwest at theoutline.com as a voice memo or use the Anchor app and send a voice send us a voice message there. We're produced by James T. Green and Wynn Wong. Our score is by John Lagomarsino. I'm Jeremy Gordon. I'm Paris Martineau. And I'm Casey Johnston. And remember, hell is empty and all the devils are here. 